Yay. <laughs> so uh, we're right in the middle of, of uh, Paul in Ephesus, and that's where we left off um, two weeks ago or three, three weeks ago, whenever we, we were together. Um, and so last time, uh, I titled the message uh, that we went over the lesson was, Do You Believe in Magic? Um, and we talked about, you know, kind of what that looked like there in, in Ephesus, that uh, a botched exorcism in Ephesus reveals the city's fascination with the occult, the desire for glory, and how these are not limited with just their culture and time. We talked about that, how um, there is a fascination even in our own culture um, with kind of magic, with mysticism, with some of those things. Some are valid. I mean, we live, you know, often we probably neglect um, just as, as humans to neglect uh, the supernatural aspect of the world that we live in. Uh, as Christians, um, you know, we can't deny that aspect of our lives. Um, and what uh, is true, that supernatural aspect, is often then twisted and manipulated and even worshipped. And we see that that's what was happening there in Ephesus. But the, the people repented of uh, you know, the Christians that had still held on to some of the vestiges of that lifestyle, uh, namely some uh, books that contain uh, magic spells and some of those things. They, they burned them, felt convicted um, about what was going on, and uh, burned them. And the word uh, of the Lord continued to increase and prevail mightily, so it says in Acts 19, verse 20. And so we're going to see how uh, things kind of uh, move and escalate a little bit in Ephesus. Uh, seem, things seem to be going very well for Paul um, there in, in, uh, in that part of Asia Minor. Um, but uh, Paul is going to move on from Ephesus as he typically does. He's got to go to the next place. And we'll see how those events kind of materialize. As we kind of get our heads wrapped around that idea, um, we're going to look at how people respond to threats. That's kind of, kind of a theme that we see happening in these next set of verses. Um, have you guys, and probably all of us can identify in some way or another, but has any of you uh, been in a situation where you ha- your safety has been threatened? Has anyone been in that type of situation? Eric, you've, you've been in a... Well, your safety, however you want to, want to uh, what's that? You say either way? How many, how many of you have, have been in a situation where you feel like your safety has been threatened? What's that? You got bit by a dog? Uh, so more than threatened, actually. Uh, was that recent? You're Okay. <laughs> No, no lasting effects. What's that? I was shot off my you were shot off your motorcycle. Somebody shot at you while you were riding a motorcycle, and uh, it caused you to to fall off it. You said, "Is that what you're saying?" Long story. Okay, but that's that's the short of it. <laughs> you're in the air force. Okay. That's a longer story. That's a longer story. Yeah. You got what? There was a homeless man I was witnessing to, and he didn't agree with uh, the Trinity. Okay. He got into a discussion on the Trinity. So I'm not as much a subject for that. You know? (laughs) 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 He he kept getting getting more and more upset as we talked about it, and I kept showing him things in Scripture and trying to explain that the word Trinity is not in the Bible, but in in the ancient Genesis. 
<laughs> Who knew? <laughs> and having. Yeah. And some, you know, sometimes it's, you know, by you're proactive. I mean, I've been in similar situations. Um, and sometimes it's where you travel. Sometimes it's, you know, being in the wrong place at the wrong time. And all of a sudden you just kind of feel, you know, that your safety has been threatened. And if we kind of just broaden that and said, have, has any of you ever felt threatened at one time or another? The answer is yes. I mean, we, we feel threatened for whatever reason. We're going to kind of look at what some of those, those look like here um, in, in Ephesus. Some will be a measure of safety and some will be, um, you know, just a measure of pride. And uh, so we, as we begin in verse 21, um, we'll read the first couple of verses and kind of unpack that. Now, after these events, Paul resolved in the spirit to pass through Macedonia and Achaia and go to Jerusalem, saying, After I've been there, I must also see Rome. And having sent into Macedonia two of his helpers, Timothy and Erastus, he himself stayed in Asia for a while. And so it says, uh, so this kind of section is, you know, we see planning to go. Paul is planning to go uh, somewhere after Ephesus. And so Luke writes, after these events. And remember last week, after the sons of the high priest Sceva were overpowered by a demonic man during an exorcism, and after fear fell on all the city, and after many believers responded through conviction by burning their expensive books of magic, and after the word spread, that's kind of what has been going on recently there in Ephesus. And so, so far, everything has been kind of pointing towards what's going on in the church. There's a reverence for the church. There's a protection for the church. Paul is, is teaching daily in the hall of uh, Tyrannus. Um, and so every day he is discipling. And so he's got all these opportunities, all these things that are going on, and the word is spreading. But after these events, after these things have happened, it says that Paul resolved in the spirit to pass through Macedonia and Achaia and go to Jerusalem. So this idea of resolved in the Spirit, and it probably depends on um, the, uh, the translation. Um, is it His Spirit or is it the Holy Spirit? Was it, you know, and so that's sometimes debated. Um, did He just make up His mind? Is that kind of what is uh, settled? Or is there something more pressing? We'll find out later that Paul says when he, he actually travels and comes back to Ephesus, that uh, the Holy Spirit is pushing him back towards Jerusalem. And uh, even when they say, don't go back, and, and we'll see that a little bit later, a prophet says, don't go back, something's going to happen to you. And he's like, I have to go back. And so something is, is pushing him to say, I, I need to, to um, leave Ephesus. And he is resolved to go to Jerusalem. Uh, but the way that he's going to go to Jerusalem is that he's saying, I'm going to go to Macedonia and then Achaia and then head to Jerusalem. So what do you, what do you note about that route? What's that? It could be dangerous. So it's kind of a geography thing. Do you guys remember where all these places are? It's kind of, kind of bigger. What's that? No, Corinth is in Achaia. 
So if I were to, if I were to say Jerusalem is, is here and Ephesus is here, Macedonia is here and Achaia is there. So what do you note about him going this way to get to Jerusalem? It's the opposite direction. So his idea is that he's going to Jerusalem, but he's got something else in mind. He doesn't reveal what that something else in mind is, but you know, he's like, I'm resolved to go through Macedonia, Achaia, and go to Jerusalem. Uh, and then after that, go to Rome. And so Rome is over here. So if, if anywhere, it would make most sense to go this way and then bounce off and go to Rome. So something is pulling him back in Jerusalem. Something is, is drawing Paul uh, to Jerusalem. And we don't see exactly what that is here in the passage, but we can kind of pull from other places. Um, in verse uh, 16 of chapter 20, it says that he wants to get there by Pentecost um, before uh, what's going on there. That might be the primary reason I need to get there to, for Pentecost, or it might just be, you know, secondarily. I'm going to Jerusalem, but I want to at least get there by this event, this time. Uh, we see that in Romans 15.25, that he has an offering for the saints. And so we start to pick up a little bit, as you read in 1 Corinthians and 2 Corinthians and some other places, that Paul has uh, in mind that as he goes through these other places, he wants to bring an offering and gather an offering that he's going to bring towards uh, for the saints back in Jerusalem. Remember, there's a lot of work going on. There's a lot of persecution going on. We don't know exactly what's going on spiritually in Jerusalem. Things maybe just kind of have been settled down, but we know that uh, there are some financial needs. And so these other churches, to show their support um, and uh, an allegiance for the church in Jerusalem, and it goes a long way for these Gentile churches to offer support to, again, to continue to pull those churches together. It's not like Jerusalem's looking at, oh, those are Gentile churches. Because remember, there's still some, probably some things going on. Not, even though the matter has been settled, it, probably there are still some Jewish Christians that feel, you know, uh, maybe we shouldn't be offering support to some of those Gentile churches. Maybe we shouldn't, you know, but now they're going to bring money and uh, show that they are united. And so that can go a long way. Again, all these things are kind of drawn from little bits and pieces in Paul's letters that he writes. But we know he, needs to, he wants to go to Jerusalem, but he's not going there directly. He even will say that when he writes the Corinthians that he wants to get, you know, he wants to leave Ephesus and go to Jerusalem. But instead, we know that he doesn't do that. He doesn't go directly to Jerusalem. He goes to those other churches first. And we'll kind of pull a little bit um, about why that is for a second. I mean, what's one reason you think Paul wants to do that? We already talked about one, might be wanting to come and pull up a collection. But what's another reason? Why does Paul typically go back to the places that he's been before? To check on the churches, right? To, to see how they're doing and to encourage and strengthen them. And actually, there's a few things that we'll get to a little bit later that we'll see that while Paul is, while Paul is in Ephesus, this is kind of one of those things that when you read you know, different letters of the New Testament, and it would be interesting to kind of go through Acts in a different way to then pause and go through all the letters, but that would be a very long study, right? Um, but one of the things that you see while Paul is in Ephesus, which you don't see in Acts, is that he is actually ministering to the Corinthians, and there are some things going on in Corinth um, that we uncover if you read through 1 Corinthians and 2 Corinthians. And there are some issues going on in Corinth that I think 
is drawing Paul to go back there and to check on them. We actually even see in uh, 2 Corinthians that Paul has made a visit there and it upset the Corinthians, but we don't get any indication from Luke um, about that quick trip that he made out there. But Ephesus is one of the places that he spent the longest time, but he's been probably leaving and going back and forth different places in order to minister to them. But before he goes to Jerusalem, he wants to go to check on them, to encourage them, to see what's going on, to make a collection for the saints. And if you, if you turn to 1 Corinthians 16, um, we'll see a little bit of, of kind of, you know, what's been going on, um, there. 1 Corinthians 16, 5. That Paul writes to them, and Paul writes to them from Ephesus, and he says, I will visit you after passing through Macedonia, for I intend to pass through Macedonia, and perhaps I will stay with you, even spend the winter, so that you may help me on my journey wherever I go. For I do not want to see you now just in passing. I hope to spend some time with you, if the Lord permits. But I'll stay in Ephesus until Pentecost, for a wide door for effective work has opened to me, and there are many adversaries. When Timothy comes, see that you put him at ease among you, for he is doing the work of the Lord as I am. So let no one despise him. Help him on the way in peace, that he may return to me, for I'm expecting him with the brothers. And so... Paul says, he's writing again somewhere along the ministry while he's in Ephesus. He's saying, I'm going to come to you guys. I'm going to visit you guys. Then I don't know where I'm headed next. Where does Paul want to go? He wants to eventually go to Rome. And we'll see when he writes the letter to the Romans later on in his ministry that he eventually wants to go to Spain. And so Paul has, you know, he's like, I don't know where the Lord's taking me. I'm going to go to different places. We'll even see that in, the next, in chapter 20 that Paul's kind of <clears throat> following where the Spirit leads him. But he has some plans that he has in mind of where he's going to go. In the meantime, he sent Timothy there to check on them. And, and do you guys know what the issue was that was happening in Corinth? You guys remember in the, the first chapter, Paul addresses some issue where, uh, that, that has popped up among the brothers. There's actually a lot of issues that he covers in 1 Corinthians. But in chapter 1, anybody know what the, the, the main issue was? Yeah, there was some divisions that were happening. And some were starting to say, you know, I follow Paul. And remember, Paul was there, you know, uh, it depends on where, when this was, but it could have been a year ago, it could have been 18 months ago. But he had left Corinth to go to, uh, he stopped at Ephesus, went to Jerusalem, and then made his way back to Ephesus. Um, there was another guy that some were aligning to, and who was that? Apollos, yeah, and Apollos was in Ephesus, and remember Priscilla and Aquila, uh, he asked to go to Corinth, and they said, yeah, sure, we'll even send a recommendation for you to go to Corinth. So we know that he's ministered there in Corinth, and so he went there, and he's been there, but along that time, some people are like, yeah, Apollo is our man. Uh, Peter has made his way there at some point in his ministry. We have no other indication other than the letter um, or the fact that people are aligning themselves to Peter. Uh, presumably, he's visited there. Perhaps maybe people have visited him in Jerusalem and say, no, Peter's the man, but, but who knows? And then some are saying, no, no, I just follow Jesus. And so we've got these divisions that Paul needs to address. And so to do that, he sends Timothy. And we also find out that he sent some other letters uh, to them as well. And so Paul, again, I just wanted to kind of give some behind the scenes that while Paul is in Ephesus and things are going on and things seem to be working well there, he's being distracted and pulled and and wanting to take care of this issue that's happening over in Corinth. And so he's resolved in his heart, I'm going to go to to Jerusalem at Pentecost. Remember, he said he was going to stay in Ephesus until then, but he's going to make his way there and then make his way back.